You are listening to the When Life Stops podcast, season two, with your host, Daytola and Stella. We are both moms who have loved and lost, and we're so glad to have you listening. Every week, you would hear more about our stories, some relatable interviews, as well as practical tips that you can apply to help you find new meaning after loss. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode two, season two of the When Life Stops podcast. We are so glad to be back. Hey, Stella, how are you doing? Hey, hi, Dave Toller. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing, I'm blessed. I'm awesome. So if you remember last week, we launched our new season, season two, and yes. we basically shared some of what has been happening in our live post the lockdown. Yeah. Listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out as soon as you finish listening to this episode. Okay. And um, we have a special guest today, but before I introduce Woo-hoo! her. <laughs> special guest in the house. <laughs> yeah. Before I introduce her, I wanted to um, remind you that in season one, I believe it was episode three, we established that grief doesn't only occur when there is bereavement. Mm-hmm. It can occur as a result of any type of loss, emotional loss. We also mentioned that there are about 43 losses that can evoke the emotion of grief. So one of the things we want to do in season two is to showcase different people's um, experiences, their lost stories, yeah. yes, and how they were able to move forward from that. And so today, like I said, we have a special guest who is going mm-hmm. to be sharing some of how she moved forward after um, a business failure in some ways or a loss of a business, you know, and um now more than ever especially since the global pandemic a lot of people have experienced business failures and um or if you think about anytime there's a recession some businesses would fail at that time and now i don't have the stats for i was trying to find the stats for the pandemic but on a general note 20 percent of small businesses fail in their first year 30% of small businesses fail in their second year and 50% of small businesses fail after five years in business. Wow. Finally, 70% of small business owners fail in their 10th year in business. So it seems, you know, that it's, the the, the stats is quite huge. No. Not for the week at all. Yeah. So running a business is is not like we say in Nigeria. It's not beans. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean, Stella? It's not beans. <laughs> well, well, well. Just simply signifying that it takes a lot of grit and hard yeah. work and determination, you know, to really keep at it. Because when people lose their business, you know, their their livelihood obviously is affected. You know, and this can have. A, a mental effect, emotional, physical, 
effect on their well-being and even their relationships you know and it can make one question <laughs> their identity especially if they had a thriving business before it collapsed so yeah it's huge I f yeah it's huge and i feel you so today we thought you know it would be great to bring someone who's been there done that has a t-shirt you know mm -hmm. won the face oh what's the one no is it won the face cap and has a t-shirt um <laughs> and we have the amazing amazing tox arotere hey Whoa. this is the first time i'm pronouncing your last name correctly <laughs> after all these years that i have known you and <laughs> welcome welcome tox now let me give you a little bit of history about tox and i tox happens to be one of my mentors and i remember that I was talking to a friend of mine who I can't remember what, what what probably talking about business and she was gushing about this amazing woman called Tox and she was just going on about her and one day she tells me oh Tox is running a, a brunch you know we, we should go and I was like yeah let's go and so on the day I remember I was pregnant I was pregnant with um who was I pregnant with, with Prof J you know and I was already I was excited and so I called my friend oh yeah let's go and she's like oh I'm not feeling fine I'm like what do you know i went i went alone for that brunch i like there's nothing stopping me from meeting this amazing woman you've told me about oh, you know and awesome. so i went and we I, I can't remember if it was if it was at the brunch itself we connected probably i don't know but since then she's been in my life she's she's, she's such an amazing storyteller and anytime i call talks for advice you know she'll share one she'll pull out one one life story right with me in such an animated way i'll be laughing i'll be crying but at the end of it i would always leave with a lesson you know and i'll wow. never forget story i never forget stories that she tells me about herself you know so today tox is going to be sharing some of her story with us and so if you're a business owner or you have experienced um you know the failure of a business or similar then this episode is for you so welcome talks we are so excited to have you today thank you i am super excited to be here and thanks for that amazing introduction i am looking forward to this conversation awesome awesome thank you so much for gracing us with your presence we really do appreciate you and we welcome you we welcome you so please we want you to tell our listeners a bit about you and what you do? So I wear quite a few hats. I'm a, first and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom. I've got four sons, four amazing boys who insist they are men. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I'm that. I also, I'm an entrepreneur. I've run a number of businesses and my main business finds me helping overwhelmed parents create unique and timeless spaces for their children. So I'm a nursery interior designer, and I also own a high-end retail boutique in Chelsea, London, selling baby and children's furniture, accessories, decor, everything you need for a child's bedroom. And I'm also a podcast host. And like Jitola said, I'm a mentor to a few good business women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so passionate about sharing life and business lessons because I don't think that people should go through 
what they don't have to go through. If there are ways in which you can circumvent trials and challenges, then hey, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. See, awesome. she's already dropping nuggets. I told I you, Stella. I know, I know. I really, really love that. I really love yeah. that. We don't have to go through life alone, you know, mm. and that's one of the reasons why the When Life Stops podcast is here. Yeah. You know, you can glean from all the experiences that we share here. So thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. So let's get right in, into it. So, um, Tox, would love you to share, you know, some of your business journey and then that excuse me and the experience of losing your business so can you walk us through some of that absolutely so my business journey is an interesting one because I didn't start off wanting to go into business I grew up you know very happy wonderful childhood my father Um, who happens to be a surgeon, had his medical books all over the house. And as a child, I'd go through those books and was passionate about staring at the worst diseases, skin diseases, (laughs) organs, lungs, blood, all of the gory stuff. And I I had a, a, a love, I fell in love with medicine and the human body and all of that from a young age. And it went without saying that that was what I was going to study. But then I came, I was also blessed to have parents who wouldn't stop telling me how I could do anything, be anything and how intelligent Mm -hmm. I was. And so I came to the UK when I was 16, 17 and went in to do A-levels. And because I thought I was so smart, I didn't study for A-levels and I failed (laughs) woefully. (laughs) So I went into, I did a, a different course that got me into university and the plan was I'll study physiology and uh, not sorry pharmacology and uh, at the end of that degree going to medical school that was my plan but then fell in love with my best friend got married in my second year and wow um, <laughs> became obsessed with doing up our little flat in London and before long I found that I was spending way more time in home base and BNQ than I was in my human physiology lessons. And one day I admitted to myself that I've dropped out. Let's just, let's just accept that we've dropped out because we haven't been to lectures for a while. Okay. Mm. (laughs) And so I got out, got out of uni and um, got a job as a medical rep with a pharmaceutical company, which I totally hated. I think I hated about 95% of that role. I did that for a few years and each time I was having my children. So my first three kids are quite close in age. When I was done with my third, so I I have a baby, I have maternity, I go to work and I repeat, I rinse and I repeat. (laughs) And so I had my third son and went requested more suitable hours from my employers and they wouldn't give it to me. And I happened to be reading a book at that time where someone had written into the author saying, how do I know what my gift is? And the author said, your gift is that thing you do so effortlessly that everyone thinks is such a big deal except you. Mm. And my husband said to me at the time, so, you know, you're freaking out about this pharmaceutical role and all of that. Why don't you just do what you really love? And I'm like, I don't know what I love. And then I remember that I had just read the thing you do so effortlessly. Everyone thinks it's such a big deal except you. And for me, that was interior design. 
because I had a nice home and my friends would rope me into their houses to redo their homes and everything. And so I enrolled on a nurse, an interior design course, a residential course, and uh, set up a design firm. But I'd only been running that firm for like three, for, for, for less than a year, for a few months, less than a year, when one day husband comes back from work again and says, why don't we move to the US? And I said, yeah, let's go. And so we moved, we packed our three boys, sold our home and moved to the United States, moved to the state of Georgia. And in the process of my move, purchased a baby furniture boutique. So I'd never seen anything like that before, which was a um, high-end luxury furniture company that specialized in handcrafted pieces for babies and children. So it was, it was a steep learning curve because I'd never run a business before. I mean, the one I was doing at home, the interior design firm was more like trial and error. Mm-hmm. And so I merged my design background with the sale of baby furniture, became a baby interior designer, a nursery interior designer, and life was perfect. Life was going beautifully well. And then uh, in 2008, we were hit by the recession. We lost the business, moved back to UK, and I was pregnant with son number four at the time as well, and um, came back to England. And I couldn't sit still staring at space, waiting for things to change. Mm. So I decided to research the UK market. Now, I also had lost absolutely everything and couldn't afford even the £1,000 that the web designer was asking for. And truth be told, if he had said to me £100 or £40, that would not be possible because I needed the money to buy nappies for my baby. And so I learned how to build a website. And this was at a time where website building really was brain surgery. It was not the plug and play things that we have today. And got the website up and running. That was in a bid to save my US business. And then I replicated the website and and sourced sourced, uh, suppliers in Europe eventually. And that's how the UK business got started. And four, nearly five years ago now, we opened our first location on the Kings Road in Chelsea. And that's where we are today. Wow. 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 What a journey. <laughs> what a journey. And Indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I think, you know, you really touched on a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. in that question. And in your case, not only did you, your business crash, you relocated back to the UK, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the, the definitions of grief that we usually talk about is that it's a conflicted feeling caused by the end mm. or change in a familiar pattern or behavior. You know, so what do you think of this definition? Would you say you felt grief when you lost your business, when you had to leave the UK, when you had to come back, all those changes that were happening all at the same time? What are the, and, and if so, what are the emotions did you feel? Oh, my goodness. That's, I love that definition. The conflicted feelings caused by the end or change of a familiar pattern or behavior. That's true because our familiar path, our path had already been established. We were happy. We were settled in our new lives in, in Atlanta. Life was going so well. And mm. there was a very sudden end. It wasn't gradual. Mm. We, it happened over a period of a few months and um, there were so many emotions, so many layers of emotions that we were experiencing at the same time and new emotions that were showing up 
with each day that passed. And so obviously the loss of my business, the first thing, it's interesting when I think about the the five stages of grief that um, I think I must have gone through them because I definitely went through denial. I didn't accept that that had happened. Mm. I, I, I didn't. I just, you know, kept pouring every piece of resource and energy and and love and everything into something that was clearly dead. Mm-hmm. I it took me it it actually took me years to give up the US business. So yes, I had definitely lost it, but I held on to the website, I held on to the assets, I said I held on to the suppliers. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't let it go and I kept in, investing my energy into it. I also felt shame. That was a mm-hmm. very big one. I felt shame. I was ashamed that I had lost something and mm. blamed myself for it for a very long time. And I would often go back in time and ask, what could I have done differently? What could I have done mm. better? Was yeah. there something I could have done? Should I have spoken to uh, one particular accountant who uh, wanted to charge me a few thousand pounds? Or should I, I obviously should not have poured in uh, the what. Uh, how much I poured in. I, I poured in uh, five figures into a website that never happened. Maybe mm. if I hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened. So there was a lot of, there was a lot yeah. of going back and trying to change the story, trying mm-hmm. to, to create a, a, a different narrative. And then I also felt, um, obviously I felt sad. I felt sad. I felt sorrowful. I felt guilt as well. I felt guilty mm-hmm. because... Um, our, our children's lives had been changed very mm. drastically. And now they had this woman who was just moping around the house, really sad, really upset. Mm. And so those were just some of the emotions that I felt. Wow. wow. <laughs> lots and lots of emotions there. Mm-hmm. And thank you for working us through those emotions. So, I mean, you've kind of shared some of the emotions that you felt, but how did you pick yourself up? So obviously you've told us the end of the story, where you are now. Well, not the end, but where you are now. Okay. So um, like I said, I, I was in denial for a while. And um, I think it was, I, I was faced with some choices or probably a choice because I, it, it looked like this freight train was coming towards us and there was no getting out of it. And all of our energy was spent trying to hold that freight train back. Mm. And one day I just thought I I couldn't do this anymore. And so I stepped out of the way and just let it destroy whatever it wanted to destroy. And it was a conversation I had with my mother-in-law who, and I wasn't even talking to her about it per se, but everyone in our circle knew obviously what was going on. And she said to me, Tokes, listen, People lose businesses all the time and they start all over. You can start Mm. again. Mm. In a few months, that was the best thing that I had heard. That was literally the the most encouraging thing that someone Mm. had said to me. And I I thought back and I could recall, because I read a lot as a child, and somehow recalled stories of loss, you know, people who had lost businesses livelihoods jobs Mm. and they just got up and started again and that's really what many stories are built on people Mm. going to 
to rescue or discover something new. They go on an adventure in search of something precious and they find it, but they have, they hit many obstacles along the path. So that statement, people start all over again, was such a blessing to me. And mm. I thought, you know what, I'm going to start all over again. I, I think I also felt anger. That was some of the, that was an emotion I felt. And yeah. the anger gave me the, the strength, just literally propelled me. It was almost vengeance. Like, you know what, whatever this thing is, it's not going to lose. I'm mm. going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, sort this out. I, I think my personality plays a role as well because I'm, um, my personality means that everything's a competition for me. I also, I'm great with getting ideas and I'm great at starting. My weaknesses show up when it comes to carrying on or finishing. So, so those were the things that got me, that got me started. I believe that the fact that I had to build my own website and I was learning was a good distraction for me. So I didn't really have time to sit down and, and chill and think about things. Uh, the fact that I had a newborn baby was also a distraction for me. So those were all the different components that came together and created this incubator where I found myself in. And in that space was where I was able to get started again. A lot of mindset changes, mm. a lot of journaling. I journal, you know, I came down, down here to journal and I journal regularly and, and through journaling, I'm able to sort out my thoughts and I'm able to sort out uh, what's going on in my mind and I'm able to create a plan to move forward. So, so that really was what it was. If, if I could pick one from all of it, it will probably be the fact that I was learning something new. And mm. when you learn things that you didn't think you could possibly learn, it gives you a sense of confidence. And, and that gave me confidence and made me feel all wasn't lost, you know, like, hey, so mm. yeah. Wow, 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 wow. I really, really, really like the intentionality um, uh, behind picking yourself up and starting again, because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in yeah. the fact that this has happened, you know, and starting all over again is sometimes a very daunting experience, mm. you know, but the truth from your from your story, you can start different. You can start better. You can you can tap into you know the failings so that you can start different and better. You know. So thank you so much for sharing that. You, you know, and I, I I can imagine that before you got to that place, you know, and even starting over again, there would have been an impact that um that season had on your relationship your marriage your family your friendships <laughs> you know especially if you were in a place where a lot of people could, may not have understood the emotions <laughs> that you were dealing with you know so how did you deal with that how did you navigate all of that um well dealing with relationships i mean thankfully the one area where that didn't get impacted was my relationship with my husband because we were in it together. Um, mm. But that may also have been because I spent a lot of time in the room. <laughs> he spent a lot of time in the sitting room. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Love that's it. what helped. <laughs> and uh, the children all had a focus, which was the baby. 
so they were not really paying attention to a lot of what was happening. However, mm. I did find that I got a little bit suspicious. Not maybe not suspicious is the word. There was a, a level of paranoia where mm. my outside relationships were concerned, you know, and there was this constant thought of who is. I guess it was part of the shame that I felt, mm. and in mm. that I'm being judged and I'm being talked about possibly by others. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when I came across any slight wrong move <laughs> by a friend or someone, mm. I'll move them up, you know, down a notch on on the ladder because all my mm. friends are on a ladder, and so, and I, you know, or and in some cases, literally take them off that ladder, put them in a box permanently because I, <laughs> and I had to find some, I had to redefine some friendships. But I think that I grew a lot in that season, you know. And I remember I had a friend who I've had her, I've known her for years. And one day she said something, one more thing, which just made made me go and write a poem called "Toxic Friendships." I think it was called "Toxic." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Blog, I used to have a, a blog um, at the time. And it was just a blog. And that was when I started blogging as well. And so I, I had a blog at the time and shared just snippets of my life and my kids and life as it was from a humorous perspective. And I wrote a, a poem called Toxic Friendships. And it was, I don't remember how the poem goes, but it was something along um, the bus stops here. I'm tired of your, you know, whatever. And because she had a habit of uh, putting me down but then it wasn't it didn't start at the time that I lost the business it had always been there but after mm. losing the business I had become more sensitive to these things yeah. and I called it what it was I recognized what was happening and I called it what it was and I decided to end the friendship and so yeah my my poem signaled the end to her French to my friendship with this person I also discovered uh, friendships in the most unlikely, unlikeliest of places. Uh, my my friend Susie took us in because we literally came back with nothing. She converted her dining room into a giant bedroom, got bunk beds for the for the boys, and and she was a good friend before we left for the United States, but. I wasn't even expecting her to step up to the plate the way that she did. And so the experience whittled down my relationships, but it intensified and um, what's the word? It intensified and it, it, it increased the value of the people who were left in my life. Wow. Wow. Ah, sis, you've just, you've said so much, you know, and I think in one of the episodes in season one, we talked about how, grief changes you mm. and when that does it affects your relationships change yeah. you know and I guess a lot of us are not able to navigate those changes and we want to hold on to our past relationships yeah. we yeah. want to hold on to the first you know past friendships you know and it's really important to you know understand when seasons have changed with regards to friendships yeah. you know yeah. and because of the muscle that you had built as a result of your loss, 
you know, you were not wasting time. You were not playing around. You, 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 you knew exactly what you needed to take into your future, you know? Mm. And so this is just um, an encouragement to anyone who, you know, is experiencing a change in the dynamics of the relationships that they have around them. Maybe it's time to sit with those relationships and really ask yourself, do I need to take this person you know, into the future with me, you know, how have I changed in relation to, you know, where we were, you know, mm-hmm. so it's instead of fighting those things, it's good to sit with them, you know, and I really love how you talked about journaling, really helping you to process your thoughts so yeah. you can, you can make, you know, changes and move forward. So thank you for, you know, highlighting this point. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I know we can go on and on about the subjects of relationships, but Tox has a whole series on friendships <laughs> on her podcast. Please go check it out. As in, I think that's one of my favorite series, um, you know, because it's, it just breaks down the different types of friends and all of those amazing things about friendships. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. So, I mean, obviously you've shared... Oh, I've, I'm already picking out some lessons based on some of the things you've shared. But I wanted you to kind of use this time to share some key lessons you learned from losing your business with us. I think the first thing is that we don't really have control over. There are things in our lives that we can control, but we can't control everything. And that's okay. Um, again, drawing from my, from my experience one of the main factors that got me through that season was my relationship with God. I spent mm. a lot of time praying and I even remember, I remember what a time came when I was just so frustrated and financially we were literally just suffering. And I stopped reading the Bible except the parts that were in red, because I thought, I'm not trusting anyone, not even the people who wrote the Bible, but the parts in red were written <laughs> by Jesus, and that's okay. I'm very happy to read the words of Christ. And I started reading only the words of Christ, because mm. that was where I, that was all I trusted. And, wow. uh, and I remember reading over and over, I'll send you a helper, which was the Holy Spirit. And so, Over the years, I have learned to depend on the Holy Spirit as the one person who knows exactly where I'm going, even when I don't know where I'm going. And so in a nutshell, one of the lessons is having the ability to live your future in the lives of one who's greater than you, Mm -hmm. because he knows where you're headed, but you don't. And, And yet he holds the whole world. The other lesson I learned was that relationships are important. You, you know, uh, there was a season that I felt the need to get to isolate myself from people. Mm. Isolation might feel good to a portion of who you are, but it's actually quite damaging because it's in that space that you imagine all sorts of things. And a lot of what you imagine may not even be true. Mm-hmm. And that's when you begin to suspect other people and you begin to um, not have confidence in them and, and you, you think everyone's against you and so on. A third lesson that I, I learned is that there are other currencies 
besides cash. And so I had no money to start the business. And um, my reason for not starting the business, or well, to start my UK business, I mean, and I initially blamed the lack of finances for um, any hindrances or being held back from growing or starting or growing the business. And then I realized that although I didn't have money, I had time because I was at home. I also had sweat. I had the ability to learn. I, I had mm. the encouragement from friends. I was able to journal and sort my thoughts out. And I chose to believe that these currencies were just as valuable as cash and they were enough to make an impact in the biz in this new business that I was building. Something else that I shared recently is that I had to make agreements. So I had to decide and agree that if I was not seeing any fruit as I was starting this new business, it was only because I was growing roots. Now I had no evidence that I was actually growing roots but I chose to believe that there were roots growing, growing underneath the ground and that's why I couldn't see them. Wow, what a powerful perspective to adopt, you know, and I think in all of this, I'm, I'm really hearing how the conditioning of your mind and, you know, the perspective that you had starting your business again really conditioned you to succeed, you know, so there's so much gems. I'm going to have to listen to this episode again for myself. Yeah. So, yeah. so thank you so much, you know, and I want you to, you know, speak concerning, you know, the, the effect of the pandemic on businesses and people who have lost their income. What will your advice be to such people? We know that this has really been a tough couple of months, you know, over a year for so many people in business um, and the pandemic has hit so many, what will your advice be to such people? I think the first thing is to remember to have a perspective that this is a global and not an individual problem. Now, uh, when I lost the business and, and I experienced shame, I believe that there was shame because all around me, everyone seemed to be prospering and doing well. You know, all of my friends still had their jobs. They still had their homes. I didn't have mine anymore. And it felt very personal. Mm. And, and, very, and that also led to feelings of isolation, you know, yeah. and the famous question, why me? Mm -hmm. So, but having a perspective that this is happening to humanity, not to you, it, I believe that helps because although loss is loss, when we compare any sort of loss to a backdrop of a man-made standard or an existing standard, which in this case could be your friends or the people around you or other businesses in your area, mm. your loss appears even more magnified and intense than, than whatever else is going on in the world. And so having a perspective that this is happening globally and it's not just you, and in many ways it looks like the reset button on the world has been pressed and everyone's starting from scratch. That, that I think will help to get past it and allow you to let go of what, what was once, what once was, and uh, begin to build for a future. 
Mm. The same advice my mother-in-law gave me. People lose businesses every day. It didn't have to happen in the pandemic. It could have happened yeah. at any please, other time. Please, please say that again. Please say that again. <laughs> <laughs> People lose businesses every day. And mm. it just so happened that this is happening in the pandemic. And if anything, there are safety in numbers. You know, hey, look mm. around you. Lots of people have lost their businesses. It really is not the end of the world. Mm. It's not, you know. And uh, sometimes I wonder where we got the impression that life was supposed to be perfect. You mm. know, I wonder where we got the, the, the belief that we were not supposed to have challenges. And when, when things go wrong, when we lose businesses or lose relationships or even lose loved ones, why do we think that was not supposed to happen? Mm. Why do we think that we were Only supposed to good. have a perfect life? Mm. I don't know where that came from, but we all, I'm not saying that we should smile and grin and say, hey, this is life, but, but it is life. That yeah. really is life. We live in a fallen world. And for as long as we live in this world, there will be trials, there will be difficulties. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you lose a business, say for people who have lost their businesses or livelihoods in the pandemic, you actually have an advantage over someone who's never lost anything because you've got the muscle, you've got resilience, you've got the experience. And when you start again, you're not starting from scratch. Mm. You're starting from a new level. That's You're starting from experience. So mm. oh, wow. there, there are a lot of hoops that you're not going to have to go through this time around. And you mm. have an opportunity to make it beautiful. I heard there's, there's a, I don't, and I still don't know how true this is because I think I've seen it disputed somewhere, but the, the Chinese apparently don't have a word for failure, uh, you know, an equivalent word for failure in their, in their vocabulary. And instead of failure, it's opportunity. And so wow. when a Chinese man um, loses a house in a fire, they don't say, I lost my house. They say, I have an opportunity for a new house. Wow. And when they, have a, when they lose their job, they go, I have an opportunity for a new job. And you know, I put this to practice. Last year, when the pandemic started, I arrived at my shop to find that our basement was flooded quite unexpectedly didn't know where that came from but thankfully I had I think I had either just recorded an episode where I talked about this opportunity versus failure or I was just in that zone you know sometimes you you go into that you're just in this positive and uplifted zone and that's where I was and I walked in and found the basement flooded and my initial thought, obviously I was surprised, was where is the water coming from? How do we get it stopped and everything? But my initial response was, hey, we get to build a new basement. I'm gonna put wallpaper. We didn't have wallpaper before. I'm gonna change mm -hmm. the carpet. I'm gonna make my office look nice. And that was the energy with which I was able to go past that season and, and through, wow. and we did end up with a beautifully designed basement, which we still have today. So, wow. so that would be my advice. Wow, that is, <laughs> I told you, eh? anytime I talk to talks, I'm always living with one, a new perspective, something I haven't heard before. So I quite like some of what you've shared about seeing, you know, seemingly loss, yeah, seeing failure as an opportunity for something new, you know. So I think that's one thing I'm taking away. Um, 
gosh you've shared so much and even you've you've touched on things you know when you talked about isolation that's one of the things that people who are grieving experience and so the question on why do we um sometimes think everything should be smooth i think it's what we were taught growing up mm. not because of what people necessarily said but because of how people reacted when they mm. lost you know we've been taught how to acquire stuff we've been taught how to do well but no one's teaching us what to do when we've oh, lost think, something that's yeah. amazing. so, so it's like you know we, we we're doing well and we think yes i'm great you know my identity mm -hmm. is at, tied to this thing and when it comes mm -hmm. crashing down we don't know we know there's no reference point and that's mm. one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast to help people um know what to do when life stops for them mm. so we're, we're coming nicely to the end of this beautiful episode so talks wanted to know and i'm sure you do have some last words for our listeners what else do you want to share with our listeners at this point before we round up um there's always a way out there's always an answer. There's always a solution. You know, a lot of people get stuck at the point where they, and, and a lot of people call things a loss and a failure when it really is just a pause. Mm. And so having a mindset that there's always, there is more beyond the pause. There is life beyond where you stand today. If you're standing at a place where, uh, you feel you've lost everything and you have no hope, know that your life carries on beyond this point where you stand and there is so much more on the, for the rest of your life. And also work on your mind. Introspection mm. is a very necessary practice for everyone, especially women, you know, and men really for everyone introspection is the practice of digging into your mind to find out what's going in there what's going on in there and i recommend journaling so when you spend that time finding out what's going on in your mind write it down because what journaling does is it puts your problems on paper so that you can view it from the outside in and you can figure out what's a tr what's the truth and what's a lie because often we have a lot of things going on in our minds that we think is reality when it's just an assumption and so when you write your thoughts on paper you're able to separate the assumptions from the facts and then you can deal with the facts and you can let go of the assumptions wow, wow. amazing wow. wow my goodness thank you so so much i really like what you said about there being life beyond the pause you know there's so much more ahead than what is behind you know and i think that's such a powerful powerful truth that i want our listeners to you know to take home you know there's so much more ahead of you than what you have behind you know the most important virtue that we must continually have is hope hope for tomorrow you know yeah. because once we have hope we know that yes tomorrow will come tomorrow will be better you know, and the fact that you, you mentioned journaling, Detala and I are really big on journaling. <laughs> we mm -hmm. love journaling, you know, yeah. so um, that is, that is, that's a new thing for you to try out, dear listener. If you've never journaled, you know, it's, it's such a powerful tool. It helps you introspect and, you know, like Tok said, really glean 
you know, and get wisdom regarding what's happening in your life, what is true, what is false, what is perceived that is not right, you know. So we really want to encourage you to not just listen, but take steps from today's episode. So thank you so much, my darling sis. We yeah, really yeah. appreciate uh, you. Uh, thank you. You know, yeah, and I know you. that there'll be people who will be like, I need a talks in my life. <laughs> I need to connect with you. I need to sit under you. I need your mentorship. So how can people connect with you? You can you can reach me um on I've got my podcast which is Living Inside Out. And it's called Living Inside Out with Talks on any podcast app. And my website is talksarotere.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, which and my handle is talksarotere. Wow. Thank you so much. And guys, you have, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You need to go check out Talks Podcast. So many nuggets that have, it's my Saturday when I'm going to, you know, grocery shopping i'm like yes what was it and i'm playing my episodes so please um check definitely check out the podcast we'll put all the details in the show notes and yes. i do know and i'm putting so I'm, I'm putting talks on the on, on on the spot now that she's gonna be running a class on um introspective journaling did i just create that name um that's <laughs> <Sounds> right <laughs> on journaling journaling isn't just oh diary five o'clock i ate beans 12 o'clock no it's a lot beyond that even though i journal i want to be on that class because i want you know you always learn something new so i know it's coming up soon i'm not sure when but sometime this year right talks do we have a date yet it would be sometime in december so before we get into the new year Okay, great. So, you know, you want to be on that class in that class. So that means you need to go follow talks on her podcasts or on Instagram or Facebook. So, you know, when that class is happening, you don't want to miss it. Wow. So that's it from us today. Oh, my goodness. I do not want this episode to end. Been here. <laughs> it's been such an enlightening episode. Thank you so much, Turks. You are such a woman of wisdom, and we appreciate your gift. Oh, you know, yeah. we appreciate your Thank gift. You. Thank you so much for your insight and all that you have brought to this episode today. I hope you, our viewers, have gleaned so much from today's episode. You know what to do. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. Please share this podcast with anyone that you know needs to hear about this. Feel free to reach out to us via our email, hello at whenlifestops.org, if you need more help or support. And Toxis um, contact details are going to be included in the show notes, so you can reach out to her, and she'll be so happy to connect with you. Stella, I love how we're already saying viewers. Our talk show is coming. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, you know, that is it. We are calling it fort. <laughs> yes, we're calling it fort. <laughs> so, listeners and viewers, <laughs> don't forget to leave us a review or comment on any podcast app you're listening from. Um, remember, we will be giving shout outs. So one of the things we want to be doing this in this season is to give out shout outs to people who leave us comments. So you could be the blessed um, 
person that we're going to shout out to so leave us a comment leave us a good rating five star we do five stars only <laughs> and of course please share this podcast with anyone you know who may be experiencing loss we pray you find the grace to find new meaning to life after loss catch you on the next episode bye 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 god bless bye